Feels like it's already we've already been like a long time into week twelve with the uh, Thanksgiving games. But uh, would you like to say anything about the Thanksgiving games? We're two and zero, Houston, Washington football team. So good start to the week. Lost out on the uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore game. We got a lot of COVID activity there. So that has that been pushed back to Tuesday now? Yes. The Tuesday eight o'clock, Baltimore Pittsburgh. We'll talk about. That game later. If it happens, okay. All right, so let's get started with the remaining games for Week 12. Uh, first game on the list is Las Vegas at Atlanta. Uh, open as a pick, and now it's minus three in favor of the Raiders. Your thoughts, Steve? This is a tough game for me. Um, things I'm looking at is Las Vegas is four and one on the road. Atlanta's one, one and four at the inverse record at home, which kind of gets me to start thinking about, uh, the Raiders. Um, I think that's probably why the line's going up as well. What do you think? I like the Raiders here. I think, um, they're coming off that close game with the chiefs and, um, they're not going to catch the chiefs in their division. So they're in the hunt for a wild card spot. They're sitting at, uh, what, six and four. So they kind of need a win uh, to stay in the race for the wild card spot. So this is a good game to start with just because we can kind of set the playoff picture now. I think we're deep enough into the season where um, we're, we're getting into December games. You know, it's the end of November. And you got to start looking at what the playoff picture is. So this is impactful in the AF AFC. To make it short, Basically, you have seven teams in each conference that gets into the playoffs this year, right? And um, there, if you take the teams that have won the division and have seven or more wins as a wild card, that leaves one spot for the teams that are that have six wins. So that's Miami, Baltimore, and Oakland are basically, if the season ended this week, they'd be fighting for that one playoff spot. So Miami, Baltimore, Oakland. Oakland's one of those teams, so they're obviously playing for in a higher-pressure game and, and are playing for something. Atlanta, they're the Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, really, I mean, they're not really that good. So I wouldn't say Jekyll and Hyde. Like, they're 500. They come out and play bad and yep. lose games. Atlanta. Oh. Um, Atlanta is going to be without Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones is questionable. Oh, that's huge, right? So then you're possibly just looking at Ridley in the tight end. Um, as far as offensive weapons go, if well, Julio can't play. Yeah. I mean, Las Vegas doesn't have a great defense. They don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So I think, I mean, Matt Ryan will be able to produce um, some. I think it could be a back and forth game. I think Vegas is clearly the better team. I, I worry a little bit about the travel because um, we don't really know how that's going to affect them traveling from the West Coast for a one o'clock game. And Atlanta's a home dog. Um. But otherwise, as long as they show up, I think they have a clear path to victory. So Oakland's sitting there at six wins, um, six and four. You've got Atlanta. I believe they're three. 
Yeah, three and seven. Um, I would lean towards Vegas, but it's not really a huge pick for me or anything. Uh, I would lean towards the over, which has actually come down a bit. Would you play the over if Julio plays? Does not play, I mean. Yeah. Doesn't that impact it? I mean, I think you can still get it done. You can run on Vegas. I, I, so with Todd Gurley being out, I mean, we'll see what the Brian Hill can do. Um, I don't know. I mean, they could, could, the run game could kind of be scripted out too. So, okay. So no, it's not a huge play for either of us. Let's move to the next game. All right. So the next game is Arizona at New England. This one also opened as a pick, and it's now minus two in favor of Arizona. So I have to wonder, like, how Kyler Murray's going to fare against Bill Belichick. That's what I'm thinking about, too. Because he shows that he can kind of, he has a good defensive uh, mindset to be able to stop that running quarterback type of offensive uh, philosophy. But Well, I read an article earlier about Kyler Murray being short. Right. That that's kind of like a factor that they'll take advantage of. But they kind of compared him to um, Russell Wilson. And I went back and looked at how um, the Patriots had done versus um, Russell Wilson. And there was three meetings in the last five years or so, one being the Super Bowl, but the other two games, um, Seattle actually won. So. Yeah. My question is like, does Arizona have enough talent that they can overcome that? You know, I know he's a running quarterback, but, you know, is uh, do they have any wide receiver injuries? Uh, no. Now, Kyler Murray was um, dealing with a shoulder issue, but he's not oh, yeah. on the injury report. The game. He got hurt. So he didn't even come. He came out of the game and then went back in when it happened during the game last week. Um, I'm leaning towards Arizona here. It's like a small play on Arizona. Uh, similar situations, you know, recently have kind of taken New England, but I. For some reason, I just feel like this is an Arizona win. They got to win this day in the thick of things in the NFC West. They're six and four, one game behind Seattle and the Rams, who are tied for first. So, this is a huge game for Arizona. Um, New England kind of really doesn't have a shot at the playoffs. They're sitting at four and six. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm on Arizona there too. Okay. Next game's the Giants at Cincinnati. Cincinnati come came in. They were a three-point favorite, actually, and now the line is New York Giants minus six. So. so that's obviously because Joe Burrow is out, and it will be Brandon Allen starting. Yes. Do you know anything about Brandon Allen? Yeah, I do know a little bit about Brandon Allen. Were you? Did you want to start, or were you really wanting to know what I know? <laughs> no, I wanted to know what you know, because I don't know anything. And there's a lot of okay. Allen, so I get and get them all mixed up. All right, so I did do a little bit of research. I mean, Brandon Allen is a quarterback who um, he was on the Denver Broncos last year and did get three starts. He was one and two. First game he started. Him. What's that? You don't I don't even remember him. him. Well, the first game that he started, he looked really good against Cleveland. Um, and he won. Then he lost the next two. So he came out firing and then um, struggled the the two games that he got to start, and then he was out of there. So they they picked him up early in the season. He's basically jumping the uh, – was it Parker or Parkey that was the uh, quarter, quarterback Finley. last week? They came at Finley. Finley, Ryan Finley. Yeah, so Finley goes back to the backup quarterback spot. Um, so that's the story as much as I know about Brandon Allen. Okay. 
Any thoughts on the game? I think I got to take the Giants. I mean, I know, like, should the Giants be a six-point favorite on the road? But I think their defense is quietly good, and Cincinnati's defense is not good. And this is going to be probably the worst defense that the Giants have faced. I mean, they've played Pittsburgh, L.A., the Bucks, the Eagles twice, Washington twice. The only other time they played a team with a crappy defense was when they played Dallas and they lost that game, but they lost 34 to 37. So they put up some points there. So I think they can put up some points against uh, the Bengals defense. So you remember how I was talking about we should start segments and I wanted to start a jive turkey segment like a team that like it's going to be the jive turkey of the week or a bad play. I think this, if we were doing the jive turkey, the giants would be my jive turkey this really? week. Absolutely. I think you, I almost want to just say you, you said enough. They're six point favorites on the road. <laughs> Stop right there. Oh, Done. A- Drop the mic. The giants are six point favorites on the road. It's less than a touchdown. The Giants stink. Everybody's in love with them, think they're going to win the division. And I, I got so. news for you. The team that's going to win the NFC oh, East. Oh, this just sounds like a little bitterness. It's the Washington a, football team. It's not from Eagles the Giants. Fan. No, I'm telling you the Washington football team, not the Eagles. I'm, I'm, right, I digress. I'm getting away from this game. Here's the deal. Brandon Allen has won an NFL game in the past. So, you know, what you worry about here is when you get you, the rotating quarterbacks you don't really know much he's won a game in the past so you you know that he is at least good enough to win a game but he spent the majority of the season on the practice as opposed to you know you get some of these guys that come in that are just like you've seen some really poor quarterback play guys have gotten shot for like one week look so bad and they've you know basically been cut like the guy from the dallas cowboys that was throwing sidearm against the eagles right um so i have enough confidence in this guy allen to take Cincinnati, and this is the other reason why. Everybody and their mother is going to be on the Giants. That's when you go the other way. It's so, similar would you, to the Denver game last week. But would you act? Denver won outright against Miami. Would you actually? Cincinnati. Would you actually take Cincinnati? Yes. I'm telling you that that's one of my best plays of the week. Okay. Cincinnati. All right. We're going to mark that down. It's in the category of Denver last week where nobody's looking. And they're going to win outright. I'm not saying they're going to win outright here. They may. They're six points on the. Forget about outright. It doesn't matter. Take the six points. It's six points. It's the Giants. I mean, come on. They also, uh, Cincinnati doesn't have Joe Mixon. On the road. Giovanni Bernard is questionable. He'll play. He'll play. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. They've got good wide receivers. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game where we have another. Third string quarterback playing. So Cleveland at Jacksonville. PJ. Huh? PJ. Who's PJ? He's a quarterback at Carolina. Who's quarterback in Carolina? We're not talking about Carolina. Oh, you got a different list. Cle- How do I have a different list? Cleveland and Jacksonville. Okay, I got you. Yep. Okay. All right. I Cle- jumped the game. You did. Okay. So Cleveland, Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville is benching... Jake Luton, which I feel is a little bit unfair because they played Pittsburgh last week and Pittsburgh's a tough defense. Yeah, they are. I think he played some good games. Um, So now they're starting Mike Glennon and I'm curious to get your thoughts about Mike Glennon because I've kind of heard like both sides of this. Like some people say he's decent and some people say he's just horrible. The Mike Glennon that I'm familiar with, the quarterback for Tampa Bay, 
And he was decent. He had a couple wins. Um, he might actually beat the Eagles one game. Um, but he was decent. I mean, he obviously wasn't great because he would have had uh, another starting shot with somebody else before now. Um, um, so Jacksonville is going to be without DJ Shark. Um, Chris Conley, who I guess is like the third wide receiver anyway. Um, and I read an article saying he basically said he has nothing to lose. Um, he said nothing to win with. So, uh-huh. I mean, maybe he's going to try to air it out. I don't, I still don't really know what to make of Cleveland. I haven't like seen enough of them. And like recent memory is those bad weather games. So I, I really don't know what they are. Similar to last game, Cleveland. And again, their record is seven and three. Good record. That's like the disclosure here. Who did they play last week? <laughs> the Eagles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they beat the Eagles. So, big, I mean, they big do seven and three paper champion. And I want to take Jacksonville here because similar to the game we just talked about with the Giants, Cleveland is a touchdown favorite on the road against who? I mean, I know Jacksonville stinks, but should Cleveland be a seven point favorite on the road? Well, it's a crazy week. I think this more so than the Giants should be, I guess, because at least their record supports it. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're also in kind of the same situation. They're not in their division. They're not going to catch Pittsburgh. So they're at seven and three. They're in the the hunt for a wild card spot. So they need the victory. Yeah, they're one of the seven. I mean, Jacksonville doesn't have a a great defense. They don't have a great run defense. So I think Cleveland will be able to run the ball. Well, they're sitting at seven and three. They get the playoff spot uh, tied with. Whoever doesn't win a division in the South between Indy and Tennessee, who are tied at seven and three, so they're definitely right in the in the football playoff mix, which is crazy. But I mean, this isn't. I want to take Jacksonville here. I would not take Cleveland. There's no way in hell I would take Cleveland here. I hesitate to put a play on Jacksonville because it's Brandon out, or you know, it's Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I not going to touch it. Yeah, why? Why play this game? Um, all right. So next game is Carolina at Minnesota. And before you start talking about PJ Walker, Teddy Bridgewater is back. And this is a revenge game for him because Minnesota was the team that drafted him and gave up on him after he had his injury. So this one involves Minnesota. So I, I hate to even make a pick on this game. I didn't know Bridgewater was back. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And it totally, you know, I was probably going to say, don't touch this game. I don't like it. Um, if I was going to, pl- I wouldn't play Minnesota. Similar um, to, I wouldn't play Cleveland. And then but now that you're telling me Bridgewater's back, I kind of like Carolina, but I just heard that now. So, I mean, you can run on Carolina. Carolina is probably like the worst run defense in the league. So, I mean, that sets up, Minnesota to do exactly what they want to do and run Dalvin cook. Um, we also have Adam Thielen out. So that's big. I mean, I guess the, if Carolina can go out and score some points, then maybe they can knock Minnesota off their game plan and make it a competitive game. But I mean, Minnesota's defense is kind of trash, especially their secondary. So I think Teddy Bridgewater can, 
throw on them. Carolina's going to have to jump out to a lead here, kind of get yeah. Minnesota out of the, the run game. Well, and then I think with Adam Thielen out, they could they could really get there. But well, that's probably their path to victory. So let's t- talk FanDuel for a second. So what's the impact there? Would you play the kid from LSU? Who's the kid from LSU? Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson's well, I don't know because if if Dalvin Cook's going to run for two hundred yards and three touchdowns, which he he could on them, then is Dalvin Cook a must play? Because consider Dalvin yeah. Cook's going to be the most expensive player probably. He's eleven thousand dollars on Fanduel. That I is, mean, it's tough. And that's huge. That's big compared to normal, right? Uh yeah. Usually, the, he's, I mean, that's, he's like that's around ten, high. maybe nine something. Because I think even last year, 9, like 000. Christian McCaffrey was in the tens for the most part. Yeah, eleven thousand is huge. So would it, I mean, it's so tough. this is this is the question: Do you consider Dalvin Cook with this matchup? Because you always say Carolina can't stop the run. You say it every week. So do you consider Dalvin Cook like a must start? Like you have to start with Dalvin Cook and then find the cheaper guys to build around him. Or is it just too much money? Well, that's you've got to make that decision which way you're going to go in the lineup because if you're going to start him, you got to get some value elsewhere. So you build um, your lineups tomorrow? Um, generally, yeah. Are you leaning towards? Or you I just mean, I'm going to have really him in some lineups for sure. Okay, but it's tough. I mean, there's some value opening up maybe at some other running back spots if you if you think like like his counterpart with Gurley out. Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah. Well, he, he is, hasn't but... been terribly involved in the past few games. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, you got like Brian Hill. He's cheap. Um, we passed over the Giants, but uh, Wayne Gallman. Uh, I love Gallman, but I, I mean, he's cheap. Like I said, so, I like Cincinnati in that game. <laughs> but I like Gallman. The other issue with a tight end is it's really tough. So if you're gonna pay up for like a Kelsey or a Waller, then that makes it even harder to. To make a lineup with uh, Cook in there. Oh, yeah. Because you're paying top dollar for a tight end. If if I'm going expensive on a guy like that, that's tight ends where I'm looking to make the money up, right? And they took uh, Taysom Hill out of the tight end spot. Oh, so. Everybody probably played him. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to what's what's the next game? I mean, what do you say? Carolina, Minnesota? I feel like every time I, I make like a it. pick in a Minnesota game, it goes the opposite All way. Right, let's just move on. But I'm going to take aren't... the points on Carolina. Okay. You're going to take Carolina and the points. It's three, three and a half. It opened up a three and a half. I see some I places like it down at, the three. Yeah, three and a half is good if it's a three-point game. I like Carolina, maybe the over. I like the over. Yeah, I like the That's over. That's gone up two points to 51. I really like the over there. <clears throat> so. Okay. Tennessee is next up on the card. That's a one o'clock game. They're traveling to Indianapolis, so it's a division matchup. Battle for the top division spot. Now, this is a rematch. The they played South. a couple weeks ago where uh, Indy did win 34 to 17, but that was kind of a weird game where um, they had some bad plays from the um, punter. Um, yeah, the punter was horrible in that game. We yeah, had Tennessee. They like shanked the kick, and then did they block one or something? Yeah. And then I think uh, Gus, Guskowski missed a field goal too. So, um, but we also have Rivers is suffering from a toe injury. Um, the Colts have two of their, um, defensive linemen, DeForest Buckner and Denico Autry are out on the COVID list. DeForest Buckner's huge. And a linebacker, Bobby, I don't know how you say his last name, Ocurek, is out with an ankle injury. That's good too. Um, so I DeForest Buckner like, stabilized that defensive line. So the PT teams haven't really been able to run. Well, yeah. So that's and, what, uh, 
you know, it's Tennessee, it's Derrick Henry. You need big bodies to stop them. Yeah. So I'm kind of liking that. I mean, I think it's a, it's a must win for Tennessee and maybe I'm biased here. I got my Tannehill Henry shirt on today. Ooh. Um, but you know where the pick's going. Both teams are sitting at seven and three. Uh, the Titans have already lost to the Colts. So a loss here is, is brutal for them in terms of the playoffs. Yeah. I'm looking for a split here. So, so I, and I, the, the toe injury kind of worries me for, for rivers. The line's for three, sure. right? Open up at four and a half down to three. I think you take Tennessee here, look for a split in a series and the two teams continue to battle it out through the end of December for the division title. Yeah. So I'm on Tennessee there for sure. All right. Agreed. Of course, I think I've been on Tennessee every week, but agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, so the next game is the LA chargers coming to Buffalo. And I mean, I think this would probably be a high scoring game, a back and forth type game. The LA chargers seem to always be in close games. And I think the bills probably win, but I don't know if I would take them at a four opened at a six. It's down to a four. I would probably take the over. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this one. So I'd probably take the points on the Chargers there. Your thoughts? I love Buffalo. Really? You think they win by four? Yeah, absolutely. I think they win by more than four. A lot more than four. I don't necessarily agree with the overcall either because I think this is going to be domination by Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. that The Buffalo defense has not been like the historical Buffalo defense. I mean, you look at they played, was it Arizona? It was a back and forth game. Um, they've had a lot of more shootout type games this year than previously. Yeah. I think this is a get right game for them. I think the chargers coming across town all the way across the country, one o'clock start. So it's early in the morning. Um, and I, Austin Ackler might be back in this one for the chargers might be back after missing two months. It's killed my fantasy squads because I've had him in every league. It doesn't change what I think, though, because I think when Eckler comes back, but also, you know he isn't. You know it's not like okay, he got an extra re- week of rest and he's even more energized. They try to get him back the last two weeks. He was originally supposed to be back like week nine, I think, maybe week ten. Now we're heading into week twelve, and he may play, so he's not right. He's when I think when he gets back, he's going to take a game or two to kind of get into the flow of things. So he doesn't really concern me. I think. That when you get into Buffalo in this game, in this situation, you got the young quarterback who's flourished and done pretty well. I think they're going to stymie him. He's, I, I think he's due for a bad game. I think you're giving the Bills defense too much credit. I also will mention that John Brown is going to be out. And while I generally wouldn't think that that's a big deal, I think if you look back at the games that Buffalo has played, it seems like the games where he wasn't on the field were the games where they struggled a little bit more than they had. So I think he probably draws a little coverage away from Diggs at least. Do you uh, feel like making this one of our bets between you and I? I'll, let's lock it in at four. I see it four at most places. Open at six. I see two four and a halfs. And I like Buffalo though. I don't want to. I don't want to bet this game. It's just going forever, going on and on about. It. I like the Chargers and I don't like. No, Buffalo's I said defense, I think the Bills the will Buffalo's win. Defense. 
I think the Bills win. Well, we're talking about the spread But I here. don't think that, yeah, I don't think they win by four. I think it's going to be a close game. So I think like it's going to be a back and forth game. So no, I'm not like going to let you spoil Chargers. this because I have a way of losing every bet I make with you. So I don't want to make a bet on week? a game that I actually do, like. Do you have your wallet with I don't you? know, but I lost. I know that. Hey, I don't even wallet? remember what game it was. Where's my 20s? You took them, so. Well, I think a way that we can uh, make up for you not having your money after the podcast. But. Um, I'm on Buffalo. Okay. Circle the wagons. The Buffalo Bills are coming to town. This is probably where they start to kick in and take control of this division. They're only one game ahead of Miami. I look for them to distance themselves the next couple of weeks. All right. I'm taking the points on the Chargers. So next game. So you are. You're betting. But I'm not betting it. I'm not right. betting you because you're not going to ruin it for me. Um, take the bills <laughs> next game is miami at the jets <coughs> now we have uh tua who i actually just found out today is a left-handed quarterback did you know that um you and i sat down and watched a three-hour game of the dolphins earlier this season where he was quarterback you just earlier this season he's only now. been starting for like three weeks yeah didn't we watch a full game and then a game on replay when they were playing the cardinals and you're just noticing he's a lefty? Anyway, that kind of sticks out to you when you see a lefty, you know, playing quarterback. To me, it does. So well, I'm, he, a le- I'm a lefty thrower, so I notice it yeah. right away. You're, you're not. a lefty, too. I'm, I am left-handed. You are not left-handed. No, you are full left. I'm ambidextrous. Which hand do you write with? My right. There you go. If I throw with my left, I bat with my left. Just want to anyway, be a lefty. Nobody cares about this. Miami at the Jets. Okay, so Tua does have an injury <laughs> to the thumb on his left, a.k.a. his throwing hands. So it's not 100% who the quarterback is going to be at this point. So it could be Fitzpatrick. Uh, it will be Sam Darnold for the Jets. Oh, no more Flacco. Um, I think either Bye-bye, way, Joe. I would take... Miami, it's a minus seven in favor of Miami. I would probably prefer Fitzpatrick, although he did come in last week and pull a typical Fitzpatrick. He had the chance to tie the game. Throw an interception. And and throw a pick. Like 15 yards. Yeah. So this, that makes a big difference for me because I would, I'm kind of leaning like this. Lay off it if two is the quarterback. If Fitz is the quarterback, I like it. Yeah, I like, I like it, it a lot. I like it better with Fitz. But again, it's the Jets, and I refuse to take the Jets. So it's, it probably shouldn't matter who's the quarterback since it is the Jets. The, My, the Miami Dolphins have been playing good football this year. And I almost feel um, like the Jets have been more competitive with Flacco than with Darnold. So yeah. I wasn't really going to make this a pick, but if Fitz is, a, is playing quarterback, I say yes, Miami. And Miami's been Give up a touchdown. pretty good against the pass. They've struggled against the run, and I think the Jets are still running out uh, Frank Gore. So that doesn't really scare me too much. All right. What about the next game? So next game is the Saints traveling to Mile High uh, to take on Denver. So we saw Taysom Hill for the first time last week. And that game kind of played out the way that I thought. I mean, the Saints defense held Matt Ryan and the Falcons to three field goals. And I think that's kind of with uh, Breeze going down, the defense was going to step up. They did it last week. I think they'll do it again this week. And I think they're way more than Drew, uh, Drew Locke can handle. 
Yeah, this one game has me twisted because I had Denver last week. It's a great upset. Um, I like Drew Locke. I want to take Denver here. But something's just telling me, like, the Saints without Drew Brees just continue to win. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that would worry me is, like, the altitude. Is that going to affect their defense? Um, And if they're going to score points, we're still looking at Taysom Hill to... Yeah, that's that. the thing. Like, like, let's say Denver jumps out to a lead, and then think, you got to um, rely on Taysom Hill to throw the ball. Well, he like the I'm, game last week went perfect for the way that they needed the game to go. I mean, he threw the ball like to Michael Thomas over and over again. Michael Thomas was on the injury report, but I think he's off. Um, well, I would too if I was him. I would just keep pumping him. There was a lot of gadget plays too, where they lined him up, threw the ball around to somebody else, like. Well, that's the I think Denver should be ready for that a little bit more. I mean, you figure that Taysom Hill's going to, they're going to rely on that, but once you get it on film and can practice against it. Yeah. I just think at the different. end of the day, I think the, I mean, the new Orleans saints defense is, is going to be way too much for Drew Locke. That's blinking. Does it matter? What is that? It always blinks. It okay. blinks the whole time. If it's not blinking, <laughs> that's when it's a problem. Okay. All right. So are, would you have a pick? Yeah. Small Denver. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's again, it's six points. New Orleans on the road. And I, I probably won't play it. I mean, no, I'm going to play Denver. I know I will by Sunday. Mm. But I just, I, I, it's I tough mean, because they were 5-0 and last year, the Saints, with Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. They won last week with Drew Brees out. It's hard to go against them, but if there's ever a road, like difficult place, even with no fans, because it doesn't matter about the fans with the altitude, you touched base on that earlier. The altitude is tough to uh, play in and New Orleans isn't used to it. They don't go to Denver. When do they go to Denver? Once every six years, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that would worry me, but I still think that I, I, I mean, the defense, look what they did to Matt Ryan last week. You don't think they, you know. Exactly. He's a more experienced quarterback than Drew Locke is. I know, and I like Drew Locke. I think he goes on a roll. So I small play Denver here. Next game. All right, I'm taking the Saints. Okay. Next game is San Francisco at the Rams. This opened at a minus seven in favor of the Rams. It's minus six and a half. And I'll get your thoughts on this one first. I just don't know how you could go 49ers here. Um, really? Because I'm going 49ers here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a play for me. I don't like the Rams that much. It's just that, you know, we talked before about how good the Rams are at home. They're undefeated. They're 4-0 so far this season. Um, but I'll let you talk because it sounds like you like the Well, Niners. I just, I went, I went back and looked and the Rams, out of three out of the last four, the Rams have lost to the 49ers. Now the 49ers did have Garoppolo in those games. But I don't know that he's, you know, he's not that great. I think it just comes down to Kyle Shanahan versus McVay. And Kyle, Shan Kyle Shanahan, I think, is just the better coach. He They're coming off the bye. They are going to get Richard Sherman back and uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson will also be back. So I just think that they're going to be prepared. And it's a big number, seven. So, so I think, I mean, maybe the Rams win, but I don't think they ran by that. I just want to point out, like you, you just said that San Fran has beat them three out of four times. Yes. Right. And I feel like you said the same thing like two weeks ago when Seattle came to town against the Rams. Okay. Is that true? Do you think, do you feel yes. like that's true? 
So it's just ironic, you know, it's the same spot. They're coming in. It's not a night game like that Seattle game was, but they're San Fran's coming in, division rival, into LA where they play strong at home. And the Niners have beat them three out of four times. Yeah. And what happened in the Seattle game where the Rams rolled? Uh, it's a lot of points. I just, as much as I don't like the Rams, I feel like this is another, when we talk about ebbs and flows of the season, this is a Rams spot. And San Fran has not. I know they're getting guys back, like you said, but, you know, they come back a little rusty first week. They have not, San Fran has not looked very good the last couple of weeks. I'm on the Rams small play. Okay. You like the Niners? I do. All righty. I mean, I don't feel good about it, but I think I just, I feel like yeah, Kyle. No, I don't feel good about it either. It's Kyle Shanahan has. It's not a big pick. McVay's number, I think. All right, let's move to the next game. This is the next game on the card is a 425 game. The Kansas City Chiefs heading to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kansas City opened up as a three-point favorite. I see three and a half on the board. Personally, you're going to give me a hook with Tom Brady at home. I'm all over it. I don't care who the hell they're playing. I want to take Tampa Bay. I I just don't know. I really don't. I like it at three. I'm all over to three and a half. I, I love mean, that hook. Yeah, I would probably. I love it. I hope it's a close game. They're begging you to take Tampa there. Well, yeah, I mean, I think but maybe. But it's really a playoff last week. I mean, he hasn't looked good. No. But it's a matter of time. I mean, I mean there's I think so it, much talent on that team. And has Tom Brady ever really, like, failed in a situation? I mean, no, he hasn't won think, every Super Bowl, but. I think it comes down to Arians and him. I don't think that they're necessarily on the same page. This is crunch time, right? It kind of doesn't matter what has happened between September and November. As long as you've won enough games to put yourself in a position to win a division or make the playoffs as a wild card, right? So. This is really kind of where you're going to see, are they going to um, congel and play good, solid offense? I mean, they have so much talent on that team. And be, a, you know, what I'm looking at as a Super Bowl contender, but they're not a Super Bowl contender the way they played the last two weeks. Now, okay. I so think this is where, like, last week you're kind of thinking Tom Brady's not going to fall on his face again, and then he kind of did. He didn't look as bad as he did against the Saints, but they lost the game, right? And he had plenty of opportunity. He did nothing in the second half. So I think the line going up to three and a half is telling me that the public has seen enough. And, you know, let's get Tampa, Kansas City's best team in the league. True, all true. I'm taking Tampa, though. I like them. I, I really like them here. Even, and I, I told myself maybe five weeks ago I wouldn't go against Kansas City. Just their, why bother? I think they're against the spread. They're like 17 and one in their last 18, something ridiculous like that. Um, I think they maybe they haven't covered the spread a couple of times in the last few weeks, but they've been really good in the last two years against the spread. Now, All Tom, that being said, I like Tampa. Tom Brady against Mahomes is he's won two out of three. The one loss being last year when the Patriots kind of started going downhill. And the playoffs. But that was uh, Brady and Belichick, not Brady and Arians. I know that was in the regular season. Yeah. They didn't play in the playoffs. They didn't get past the Tennessee Titans. Okay. So you like Tampa? No. I don't feel good about it, but that's, I'm going to hope for a close game. Would you, is there a situation you would take Kansas City here? 
Like I'm just saying, let's say you get to Sunday. Do you even feel like you take Kansas City or is it more like Tampa or nothing? I don't know. I think Kansas City wins. Do they win by more than three and a half? I mean, I hope it's a close game. I don't necessarily now, if you think, think Kansas City is going to win the game. You got to take Kansas City. That's I what I would always tell you. Think it's, it's, tough to, be. it's tough to say I like this team, but I to lose, but they'll cover the spread. I mean, what? Sometimes it makes sense on a huge dog, but it's picking the historical Tom Brady that could come back in any situation versus the Tom Brady that I've seen with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. So the feel is. That's not Tom Brady yet, right? With Tampa, but he's probably, he maybe going to get there, right? But does like he get I there from it. last week to this week? I don't think. At least so. That's the thing: is our expectations of Tom Brady really fair? The guy's four, what, forty-one, forty-two years old. You know, I'm watching him play, and I'm like, nah. I mean, we started seeing signs of deterioration, serious signs, like with the pick six in the playoffs last year. Well, um, but I think Brady. that's also the differentiation with Arians. Arians, the guy that wants to throw the ball downfield. That's not never was Tom Brady's game. Well, you know, that's where you would think that guys like Godwin would do a lot better because he's good at the slot, like your Edelman, right? Always got the huge Or yards. like Gronk. Or Gronk, which they happen to have. Yeah, and haven't really used. You know, they got Braid as well. So I agree because Arians likes to throw the ball to his receivers downfield. The thing I thought is that, well, if you look at New England, they really haven't had any good receivers, you know, in the, the outside. Um historically throughout his career, you know, you know, you got Randy Moss, but and look what they did. They were amazing together. But point is, is that with all the talent in Tampa, I would think that with maybe him losing a little arm strength and not being able to get the ball downfield. Cause you know, I have seen Tom Brady throw the ball downfield and very well. I mean, he can do it. Maybe it's not his strength, let's say, but not to the point where I'd say, Hey, it's not a fit with Arians. Well, Arians the, needs to adjust a little bit more and throw the ball in the middle of the field, right? Well, I think so. And they also don't have that pass catching back that they need, I think. Like that James White type player. Because well, Ronald you know, Jones the isn't is, that I think, guy. Well, I think Ronald Jones could be that guy. Like I think I think he's a better running back and he's not just the scat back, which I think is what you're referring to. But Ronald Jones is really good out of the backfield catching the ball. I think that may honestly, I feel like the major problem with that team right now in the backfield is that they even went out and got Leonard Fournette. Like they didn't need him. And he's just taking carries away from Ronald Jones, who I think would be having probably one of the best years. And he already is, but he's losing carries to Fournette. I think that he, if the focus was on him, um, I actually saw a mention of LaShawn McCoy today in some articles, and I almost think that that would be a good approach is to bring him in and let him catch some passes. Well, that's because he's But I don't great. think they'll do that. I mean, the LaShawn McCoy of old, because <clears throat> we got to preface it by saying LaShawn started to get up there in age two, um, was phenomenal catching the ball out of the backfield. Get him in open space. He's really good at making moves. So I guess but again, the bottom he's not line, Sean McCoy of ten years ago. The bottom line in this game is who wins, and when it comes to the game plan, is it going to be Arians or Brady? And if it's Arians, I think they lose the game. If it's Brady, I think maybe they keep it close. Yeah, this is this is an ebb and flow game. This is either Tampa Bay, right, comes back and they sh- and they shocking people, uh, beating Kansas City. Or maybe this is where it totally blows up on Tampa Bay. And then the next week is when they start making their build up to gradually competing in the playoffs. Now, I also think that they have some injuries on the offensive line. So I think if they get um, this Marpet guy back, that maybe they'll be better off. Because yeah. um, I 
I mean, Kansas City's defense isn't great, but I think they can get through to Brady. So, I mean, that could be a, Look, a I really like Tampa. Too. I really like Tampa here. They're going to smoke them. So, all right. Take the points. I mean, you're a home dog. Live home dog, Tom Brady. Home dog, Tom Brady. Let's go. All right, moving on. Um, so the next game on here is Chicago at Green Bay. It's opened at seven and a half in favor of Green Bay. It's up to nine and a half in favor of Green Bay. Now these teams, this is division, right? It is. They have not played yet this year. Right. They played last week of the season. Green Bay has won three out of the last four games. Um, I mean, Chicago does have a good defense. They've been pretty low scoring games. The most that Green Bay put up in any one of those four was 24 points. So I feel like, I mean, as much as it hurts, and I should mention it is going to be Mitch Turbinski back at quarterback, who I think gives them a better chance to win than Nick Foles has given them recently. That's scary. Um, but I think it's just a lot of points with a good defense that I don't think I can take Green Bay at minus nine and a half. What do you think? Uh, two words, Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, this is logic tells you Green Bay all day. Um, Mitch Trubisky's like not good, but to your point, Nick Foles has not been moving the ball. So I'm saying all this stuff like logic tells you, but I would, if I had to play the game, I would take the Bears just because it's nine and a half. It's a division battle. I know it's on the road, but they know each other well and. It's very hard to predict these games straight up, let alone you're going to give me nine and a half points. I mean, I guess the only thing you could say, like Chicago doesn't have really any run game at this point. So, I mean, that kind of makes it a little bit easier on the. Well, the thing is, is that Mitch Trubisky does give them a little bit of a run game because he is a running quarterback. Not, you know, Lamar Jackson, but he's definitely mobile. He definitely will try to run the ball to spark the offense, especially in lieu of an actual running game from the running backs. So I agree with you there. I don't love the game, but I like it from a standpoint of it's a division battle and you're going to give me nine and a half points. I have the public keeps betting it up to double digits and I will definitely take Chicago here and just grin and bear it. I think, you know, sometimes you can't rule out the factor of like, this was Mitch Trubisky's team, right? He was the top draft pick. He was the man. He lost his job. I mean, he lost his job earlier this season. So when you're sitting on the bench after losing a team, starting job for a team that you've been the quarterback and supposedly the savior for two or three years, you have a lot of time to think about it and get prep yourself. And you're probably going to see Mitch Trubisky's best effort in this game. So that wouldn't surprise me if you see him to start throwing a ball around and then all of a sudden you got nine points and a Mitch Trubisky looks like he wants to get the starting job back when Nick Foles gets healthy. I could see this going to Chicago. Now, I guess the only thing that would worry me there is that he was – out with a shoulder injury. So I don't know, like, well, they wouldn't start him if you couldn't throw the ball. I get your point, but well, so I mean, did they rush him he, back a week? Yeah. Who too knows soon? how long he lasts? He might not be in the game. I don't know. But I mean, I, I, I like it better with Mitch Trubinsky than Nick Foles. At this point, I agree because Nick just has not looked good, but all right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I think you got to hold your nose. You got to play it, play Chicago, hold your nose. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Baltimore at, no, you want to go to Seattle? Well, let's, well, we'll talk about this game because I, I, we don't know if this game is going to even go at this point. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. It was supposed to be the Thanksgiving night game. Got moved to Sunday. Now it's moved to Tuesday. Today, Lamar Jackson um, was positive positive for COVID. the whole team's getting it. Both running backs, right? So I Dobbins guess and Ingram. If uh, 
Lamar Jackson can't play. It's uh, RG3 at quarterback. RG3 in Pittsburgh? I hope this game plays. That line will go up to 17. So I don't know what they do with this game now because the bye weeks are almost over. Baltimore-Pittsburgh, Baltimore, one of them actually has a Thursday night game this week. So it kind of screws up next week too. So oh, that'll push that game back too. There'll be I no guess Thursday night game. Yeah. I guess it's going to depend on how many positive tests come out the next couple of days. So I guess if they don't have any positive tests, they'll play the game and it'll be RG3. If I'm Baltimore, I would like to postpone this game till after the season somehow. I mean, it's I think huge. they're trying to talk about it like a one week buffer if they need it. So that would be a game you could play in there. And then Baltimore goes think... and plays the Thursday night game. Is that who scheduled Thursday night, Baltimore? I can't remember who it is. You'd have to look it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems unfair to make Baltimore at this point in the season play the game without their quarterback and their running backs. But, and apparently it's the, it was a coach that's taken the fall for this. Really? Yeah. So he got, somebody got like disciplined, one of the coaches. So, I mean, it's a division battle. If it's Lamar Jackson, in there, I probably take the points. Baltimore, Dallas. Does that sound right? Baltimore, Dallas. Well, if you're Thursday looking night. at the schedule, <laughs> it has a date. So it's December 3rd. Wednesday, yeah, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday. That would be it. Sounds right. Um, yeah, so this is tough. Right, you don't so even know if the game's to, going it's on. Hard so to say. it's hard to even I mean, talk I think about. if it's going to be RG3, you're probably going to take Pittsburgh if that's the line, but okay. I'm. I don't know if the line will change. They hand, just I'm keep surprised in mind they handled even... Baltimore earlier this season, right? Pittsburgh. But that was yeah. a fluky game. It was the bad weather. I mean, there's a ton of turnovers. A fluky. They handed it to them. So. They handed them one that day. Um, All right. So the, the game's probably not even going to go off. But if it does, look for a strong play at Pittsburgh if RG3 is playing against Baltimore. But I mean, Baltimore, I would assume that obviously. line's going to change if it's RG3, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. I would say... If RG3 plays and this game goes off, take Pittsburgh anywhere under 17 and a half. Wow. Okay. RG3 is horrible. Um, all right. So last game, saving the best for last, Steve, uh, is the Monday night game. Seattle coming to Philly. And this opened at a minus three in favor of Seattle. It's up to minus five and a half. I'm actually surprised it's not higher. Um, the over-under has gone down from 53 to 50. I can only assume that that's uh, maybe wondering whether Philly can put up some points. But I, I wanted to get this out before you interrupt me. We have Russell Wilson, who leads the league in touchdowns, and Carson Wentz, who leads the league in interceptions. Your thoughts on the game, Steve? Well, for me, for Doug Peterson and the Eagles, this is one of those games where – you burn the ships when you get out of the locker room to play this game, you burn the ships and the team knows they have nowhere to go. They're not going home. They got to sit there and play football and come together as a team. I mean, there's no other ifs, ands or buts about it because now you've played yourself in a position where you've lost so many games that the rest of the division who sucks have caught up. If you lose this game, Washington's got the clear lead. And if the giants win, they'll be tied with Washington a half game in front of the Eagles. And there ain't no wild card for you guys. So I, I'm going to tell you this. 
I think this game, it started at three. It's up to five and a half. I think this game looks like Seattle all day, especially the way the Eagles have played. They look horrible, right? The thing to remember is this is revenge for the playoffs. And Carson Wentz was knocked silly at the end of that game. And it's one of the problems that we might be dealing with with Carson Wentz that nobody's really talking about is that that was a severe concussion, helmet to helmet, which uh, Davian Clowney running full speed from behind. Got him right in the back of the top of the head. He was silly for like three months. And then he comes back. He's. I think he might still be feeling some effects from that. But I'll tell you this. This is the game where it's doom and gloom. It looks like the Eagles are about to cash it in for the season. And then they turn around and win the game. I've been waiting for that. I've been thinking of that week was last week and the week before and the week before and the week before. And it just hasn't happened that I'm to the point where I don't think it is. Now, these Monday night games, I feel like are always the games that could go the opposite way. So I almost kind of want to take Philly, but I just don't think I can do it. Yes, you can. I can't. Yes, you can. I can. And this I especially can't because I would be so pissed. Everybody's going to take Seattle uh. this week. I don't know. Everybody's going to take Seattle this week. I really don't. Plus it's five and a half. You still lose the game by three. I would need more like seven and a half. Seven and a half, I'll consider it. I might just not touch it. I mean, I think Seattle's clearly the better team. DJ Metcalf frightens me with that secondary. Um, I also heard Lane Johnson is out now. No. Yes, absolutely. Heard that on the radio. Are you sure? And they're moving Jason Peters and to left tackle. Some guy, no, out. Wasn't he at left tackle? Uh, yeah, he was at left tackle. So they're moving him right. somewhere else because he was playing so horrible at left tackle. Now, does that change your opinion? Still dealing with his ankle injury. I'm looking at Pretty sure they said he's out for the season. Who? Lane Johnson. For the season. They're still trying to guess whether he's playing this week. He did not participate. The rest of the week will determine his availability against the Seahawks. Johnson can't play on Monday night. It's likely Jordan Malata will fill in. So that's interesting because Jordan Malata is the rugby player from Australia who was signed as an undrafted free agent like three years ago. And it's it's like the ultimate reclamation, like ultimate project. Oh, well, I thought that's who they were moving to. Um, that's who they're moving. Peters. That's who they're moving to. Well, they're saying that he'd play for Johnson. I swear to God, I heard he's this was out. Yesterday, this was published yesterday. Yeah, so I heard it today. Now this one well, moving this one was Jason Peters to right guard. Whoa. What? No, this actually says he's officially done for the season. This next one. Did I not just say that? Yeah. Thank you. I don't well, make this stuff up. We're the 2020 season. I heard it. That is trouble. All right. You know what? Seahawks. I'm out. Carson's so. done. This is the week that Carson probably starts his last game. If they don't have it, they can't protect this guy with Jason Peters and Jordan Milata. Okay. I'm out. This I'm. Screw the Eagles. Seattle. I'm changing my pick in Seattle. Lane Johnson's out. Are you kidding me? There's a se- He's out for the season? Can't get any worse. <laughs> All right. On that note, that'll do it for us <laughs> for week 12.